welcome to Wonder Chaos. My name is Anna Gammons and I am joined by artist Kate Dordy and physicist and Nobel Prize winner Konstantin Novozolov. Hello guys. Hello. Hello. This is the podcast where each week we will explore a different topic from different perspectives to hopefully strengthen our understanding and connection to each other and the world around us. And this week's topic is going to be freedom and identity. Obviously, this is a very large topic. So, Kate and Kostya, what comes to mind when I say freedom and identity? Initial thoughts on that topic. First, I think of um, uh, the... I love this philosopher called Marcus Aurelius. And, and he said, our life is what our thoughts make it. And, uh, and for me, that's something that, I've, um, that I, I think about a lot and that I've seen in um, all sorts of circumstances, um, not just in my around me, but also in, in refugee camps um, where I saw people who, had, who seemed to have made a decision to embrace life in circumstances that seem to me to be um, beyond any kind of uh, acceptability. Um, and it taught me a lot about um, the human spirit and, um, and how we can decide how we're going to live our lives. Um, and, uh, and that gave me a great sense of freedom, actually, uh, ironically. Uh, Kostya? Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about freedom as the uh, ways how you you can live live your life rather with or without any any restrictions imposed on you by surroundings by environment by society so your internal freedom where you can think about anything where you can do pretty much anything where you can you have any any beliefs and the relations between those uh, and the external world where you have to restrict yourself sometimes quite severely because of the of, of the relations with the other people mm. yeah oh, very two very different and interesting um examples of you know freedom and what freedom means there are obviously different definitions of freedom you know i mentioned this quite a lot but you know kate you're an artist costa you're, you're a scientist um are there kind of different theories about what freedom is in your particular professions? I don't think so. Honestly, I think that both uh, both professions and actually any professions would 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 be based on the uh, complete freedom to do, to investigate, to do, to think uh, whatever you want and try different. Uh, Different topics, try different experiments, try a different different ways to uh, connect to, to to your audience. If you're if you if you if you are an artist, and similar similar restrictions are, are coming as well. How much can you offend the 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 audience? Can do you need to think about the consequences of your uh, of your discoveries? Uh, and it's a it's a very very delicate delicate uh, balance. And different societies or different countries would impose different restrictions here. Uh, I would uh, I would like to maybe provoke and uh, throw this idea that we need to be completely free and that uh, scientists or uh, or artists need to be. Um, uh, completely free in the topics they they investigate. It's the 
is the role for the society to impose restrictions later on. But you cannot stop yourself and say you cannot know something. You need to be able to know everything, but then be prepared to live to live with the consequences. And of course, uh, uh, just if you think about uh, your own being on the on on an isolated island, you can you should you are free to think about anything. You are free to to invent anything because you are in in full control of the of the consequences and i think that should be uh, should be true for a scientist or an artist uh, in the society as well so society need to take this responsibility of living with the consequences and you you cannot uh, restrict the the mind you cannot restrict the knowledge you cannot restrict the expression of your feeling and perhaps that's something that makes uh f- frontier um, science and art all the more interesting is that it it breaks through um uh into new areas of the imagination and new areas of um of a practical application of 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 a of a of a particular thing so for example um uh, if you discover something new in science, um, it it opens up new avenues of thought and um, and possibility. So, for example, I mean it's a bad example, and I'm sorry to talk about it, Kostya, because I know the, <laughs> you find it quite dreary. But but the but the graphene, you know, the thing that really one of the things that really did my head in with the with the graphene was the idea of building a little mini sun the size of a shoebox, um, because uh, because you can, can you explain you can that a little t- bit, Kate. The the graphene and and, and oh, the I love that I would explain it. No, yeah, no, exactly. as in, as in I'll your explain interpretation. It. So. Um, <laughs> So you can, um, <laughs> uh, from what I understood, you uh, there's there's people uh, who are working on the idea of building uh, a CERN, a particle collider that's a sort of mini version because this graphene is so strong and so solid that you can that you can build an enormous structure. I don't know what it is like twenty four. Kilometers uh, circle, um, but they can build a little one the size of a shoebox because just because they can, you know. And fifteen years ago, nobody would have even been able to imagine such a thing. And there's the um, there's a monastery in um, uh, in India where um, scientists go from MIT to um, do retreats with uh, with the monks uh, of the Dalai Lama. And they get together and they have a kind of imagination camp where um, apparently this is where they discovered the idea of the lift that goes to the end of the atmosphere, uh, uh, to, to, that goes up to the edge of the atmosphere so that you can launch rockets from a sort of platform on the edge of the atmosphere. Because uh, scientists didn't have the imagination to think of that. Whereas the, the the monks they've just got they've got no no limits and so they just kind of meditated on this thing and came up with incredible new ideas that then could be made real because people say don't they cost you that if you can think of a thing then it can be made real within 50 years now in science 
Well, yes, of course. If if it doesn't break the uh, the energy conservation rule, I'm sure I'm sure we can. Yes. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. but it's so exciting, no? This freedom, you know, it's like a, a seal, like playing around in the water. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, you know, that's. Uh, I feel like that with uh, some of these new discoveries in science. You know, it's just really gives you a feeling of exaltation and and that comes from freedom because uh, because this is this is it's what happens when people are free to to imagine things and then they can apply them i mean kate as an artist do you, do you feel that there's like a, a pressure to be free with your work um and to kind of lead the way and be pioneering in terms of freedom and also i suppose identity as well i don't uh, um I don't really feel that. I sometimes feel quite inadequate as an artist um, <laughs> because I see people who are so brilliant all around me and uh, and who, who are making uh, wonderful new work um, that sort of blows my mind. Um, but uh, but I feel like the, my my freedom as an artist personally is to is to talk about these issues, to talk about the the sort of core ideas of, of what it feels like to be a human being and to try to get people to, to think about them themselves. And so I feel a bit like my through my work, I'm a bit of a sort of um, maybe a bit of a kind of conduit. So um, I kind of see all these things over there and then um, through my work, uh, channel it towards a new audience who, who might not have been thinking about such things before. Um, so um, and that's what I choose to do with my freedom um but um but i'm very aware of course that um uh, a lot of artists have um have no freedom you look at uh, ai weiwei in in china a very obvious example you look at um writers and musicians who've been um uh put in prison because they're talking about uh, about yes, ideas that uh, is a huge thing censorship yeah. um, but those, and but so, those are easy probably so when when someone imposes the restrictions on you that's uh, that's that's a very easy uh, uh dilemma you either accept it or you or you don't accept it i think what's the what's probably more more worrying is when those restrictions are coming from inside say if you're if the artist um uh, wants to do something and then feels that it might offend someone and then the those restrictions are coming from from within do you have you ever came across some something like this yeah well i had that a bit with my um i made this tent this uh which kostya um uh, was involved with as well An incredible um, exhibition currently touring around the world i might just add um i know kate will be very humble <laughs> about her, her piece but <laughs> but anyway but i um but i wanted to talk about these very serious subjects um that um that distressed me uh, a great deal but i couldn't um but i suppose my the restriction that i placed upon myself with that was that i it i couldn't upset people too much it had to be it was quite interesting sort of academically trying to create this work because i was trying to it had to be appealing it had to be visually appealing enough to get people to come and look at it and to want to and to want to get close and see it and read it and try to understand it and yet um and then uh as it were pr 
present these um, these often very distressing ideas and um, uh, and stories um, that were all the more distressing, I suppose, for being um, for, for looking so, as it were, nice. Um, and so I was walking along a very very fine line. Also. Um, of course, I'm in this instance, uh, the, the work was talking about home and identity. I have the great good fortune to be living in a, a free society in, in the West, to have a home to live in, not to be going through these uh, terrible situations that a lot of these refugees were, um, were going through. And, um, and so there's also a very, um, important thing for me was to, to, to not put myself into the work, but really to 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 get other people to express themselves through it. So, so there was a lot of um, so there was a lot of uh, of discipline and um, and uh, and self restriction that I put into that. And then afterwards, I also really didn't want to talk to people about it. So I always went with people who had direct experience of helping refugees or, or working in the fields of human rights um, and not to be talking about it myself because I felt that I was not free. I didn't allow myself the freedom to, to do that because I felt that it wouldn't be appropriate. So it did make me ask myself lots of these questions about um, freedom of expression because, um, and uh, I suppose this is also a question of sort of um, uh, delicacy of expression and sort of, um, and because um, there's a great uh, um, uh, poet, um, Hambo, um, uh, Arthur, Arthur Hambo, a uh, French poet from the 19th century, who says, um, Nous qui écrivons froidement des vers émus. He says, uh, We who coldly write emotional verse. And I think that's something that um, that we all understand. Anna's also an artist, Kostya, in your in your in your painting, and also in your work as a scientist. You you have to kind of although you're free, you have to channel your, uh, your energy and your creativity through appropriate fields. No, um, you can't just kind of say, oh, I'm so happy and just kind of splash paint around. It doesn't, which I think it, a lot of people think <laughs> artists do do that, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's, and you can't, that- I think that's, that's really what's, what's, what worries me. I, I never had, uh, to consider this in my, uh, scientific work, or, or almost, almost never. So it's reasonably uh, easy and 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 peaceful. The the area I I work uh, scientifically, but we get increasing number of uh, of work scientific work which might have or does have already certain societal consequences. I mean, you start with the nuclear bomb, you go into studies, studies of the human genome, you go into, um, in, into the virus, whether it was handmade or human made or it's, or, or it was, it was natural. And the questions then arise. And I'm sure that there are many, many people, many scientists in the world who really have to question their freedom every day and uh, I don't really know how to uh, how to how to solve those those issues or maybe even even another example we impose sanctions on 
on different countries in terms of transferring technology, but also limiting people's ability to study. Should we should we be doing this or we shouldn't? That's a it's it's a very difficult question which I don't really know the answer. I think what you both seem to be saying is that there are aspects of your lives that you you don't feel fully free in professionally, uh, so, kind of socially and and outside of your professions. Do you both feel that you have um, a sense of freedom? What what does freedom mean to you in those realms? Well, I think you uh, it's always a societal contract, right? You 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 submit certain rights, certain freedoms in exchange for for something and in different societies those contracts uh, are different. You you submit more more or less rights for more or less uh, or less privileges. Uh whereas and there is that's I mean at the at the bottom of it that's where the uh, the uh, debate between the conservatives and the liberals are uh, is uh, is uh, is being placed. Where is the 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 borderline, and which direction do you um, do you push it? And um, for, for me, I, I see what that I'm moving uh, with my uh, just with the age more. More, more and more towards towards freedom and less uh, less restrictive contract. Kate, where where is you moving? <laughs> I have um, uh, a lot of people talk uh, to me as a woman artist about being a woman and how can you uh, have the balance between having children and your creative work and how do you um, uh, how do you have the time and do you feel that um, having children has a lot of people uh, say how don't you feel that um, having children has, has held you back with your work or uh, damaged your um, opportunities to well a i suppose time wise b i suppose commitment wise uh, in regards to your time and there's the famous artist tracy emin who said um when when she said this this thing uh she said uh, i i didn't have any children because if i had any children i would be a uh, women artists uh, you can't be a woman an artist basically is what she said uh, because uh, you would just create second rate work if you have um, if you have children and try to create artwork and uh, and so this caused a big sort of hoo-ha uh, with a lot of people um, finding that uh, a little bit uh, contentious um, and uh, and I suppose um, I've thought about that a lot um, because I don't know, like I got up at 4.30 this morning to um, uh, cook and uh, uh, help my son with his uh, Latin homework and sort of do some explanations and, I don't know, buy people shoes and uh, plan yeah. all their lessons and blah, blah, blah. And then I laid it all out and then I came here and, and sat and thought about freedom before we started recording. And I suppose sometimes I see, I read the other day an interview with Conrad Shawcross, who's a very distinguished uh, sculptor here in the UK. Do you remember I sent you those images of some of the work that he does with mathematics? And uh, and he was saying, oh, it's so great. I just spent, you know, sort of 36 hours, you know, without even going home. Yes, I remember us <laughs> um, talking about this. It's such a yellow <laughs> And, uh, you know, uh, I'm wiped out, but, you know, thank God. 
God, you know, uh, uh, I'm able to express myself in this way. And I was thinking, gosh, you know, every single day I have an alarm that goes off to tell me that I have now in the lockdown in particular, I have an alarm that goes off and says I have to go home and cook lunch for my children. Um, then I get back here again at three. There's another alarm that goes off at uh, 6.50. And then one of my children comes and hangs out in the studio in the afternoon. This is, I suppose, not exactly as free as, for example, my counterpart, uh, uh, Conrad Shawcross, because I'm a, I'm a woman and he's a man. And, uh, and I choose to have children and to try to take care of them as best as I, I can. But I feel that's my free choice. And I feel like if I didn't have any children, I wouldn't be the person I am and I wouldn't make the work that I make and that it enriches every aspect of my life. So for me, okay, I've got fewer hours in the day and I have to think a little bit more about how to organize things and um, and quite a lot, you know, I'm talking to Kostya, Kostya goes, uh, how's life? And I'm like, oh, you know, I just got back from, you know, buying oranges and uh, <laughs> I couldn't find any dill, do you know, and, uh, and I feel a bit sort of silly and sort of like a 1950s housewife. But at the same time, that's that's something to be celebrated. And that's the freedom that I've chosen, even though it has perhaps great restrictions on it. Okay. I think, I think it's not really a, a question of, of being free or not free. You're, you're, you are talking about two completely different people and you just, and, 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 and you chose to be one and, and yeah. within, within the, the universe of this particular person, you are completely free. And that's, uh, exactly. So, so yeah. you basically choose, choose a different universe. Exactly. I don't think the two are comparable. You can't, you can't compare a, 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 a childless Kate with a Kate, the mother, because as you said, the two people are different and, and Tracy Emin yeah. hasn't had that experience. So therefore, you know, the comparison isn't even worth doing. Um, but I think that's a very interesting uh, analysis of freedom as well in your kind of personal sphere. I do want to talk a little bit about the idea of physical freedom versus mental freedom. Kate, I know that you brought up the refugee camp. I think there's a very important aspect of, um, uh, of, uh, of, of freedom, which, which we, which we kind of neglect, which is this idea that um, as living beings, we have been given individual freedom to act and, uh, and behave as we will. And, um, and I think a lot of us, um, I, I was thinking about the, the first, what was the first illustration of freedom that I could think of in literature? And uh, of course, uh, Adam and Eve, is a really good example. Um, so uh, uh, in the story, God gives Adam uh, freedom to, to do whatever he'd like, and he's in the Garden of Eden, and he chooses to eat the apple of, of knowledge and to kind of be cast out of, the, uh, cast out of paradise. Um, but I think um, uh, a really important part of being truly free is to be is to to be uh, aware of other people's freedom and to respect that and i think something that happens i think particularly a lot with um 
uh, at the moment, and I don't know why, is is um, is judgment. People are very people at the moment seem to be very judgmental, even though they're living in a, a a free society and they have so many opportunities. I find when I read um, the newspapers, for example, um, there's a lot of um, uh, it's like I'm free to judge you. <laughs> um, yeah. and, um, and I think that that in itself is, is a lack of, of understanding of what it is to be free. And I think if we truly appreciate what it is to be free, then we would have a better understanding and a better appreciation of, um, the choices and decisions that other people make and, um, and that we'd be more at ease with, uh, with ourselves and with people in our community, um, not judging them. I don't know what you think about, uh, this. Uh, yeah, I think, I think it's, uh, it's again the same contract. So you, you judge me. Uh, and I judge you, and uh, I'm not sure why why people are, are signing on this. So for me, it's completely it, it, it's much much better if the if if there is less points on this on the on this contract. The, the less relations you have, the the, the 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 less restrictions you have, the better. So and in this respect. Um, so just disconnecting yourself, even though we are talking about the restrictions of the of the uh, of the physical restrictions, uh, sometimes is actually is uh, might be might be better because you don't you don't need to get into into a contract with with the other people because once you go in you you, you get something but you have to submit certain um, certain certain freedoms we're all now in this quarantine situation more more or less and uh i um same as as many as many of us and as many scientists we have very strong very severe restrictions in going into 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 our our labs but just Sitting it, sitting here in my office in front of the of the computer when um, nobody is bothering me, so I don't don't need to get into into those into those contracts, uh, if you wish. Uh, I feel I feel more free than uh, than before. So sometimes this restriction of the of of the physical freedom. Might be might be good. Might be opening uh, some some mental freedoms. I I, I don't want to uh, to debate and uh, get in in confrontation with uh, with your story, Kate. So the your 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 stories about the refugee camps are of course of course completely outside of this. It's uh, it's just it's it's beyond humanity. So it's. Uh, I, I don't think we 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 need to put it into into freedom no. or no freedom. It's just human or no human. So it's a, it's a, it's on a different level. But uh, sometimes physical restrictions might uh, they they definitely disconnected from the mental restrictions and sometimes can be even beneficial. Yeah. But a lot of people have been saying that about the about the lockdown that we're in at the moment. Um, uh, if you have the good fortune to be in a country where 
we're given a furlough and you have some sort of a security from the government. Um, it has given people freedom to spend time with their children and to have uh, an opportunity to sort of reevaluate where they want to go in the in their in their near future, and I think that's something that's been that could be quite useful if it can be harnessed by um, by the government and so on. If you read, um, uh, for example, um, uh, Viktor Frankl with his beautiful stories um, about uh, his life in Auschwitz in the in the um, in the prison camps, he comes to the conclusion um, that freedom is is an internal uh, thing, and he comes out feeling more feeling more free that he has a better understanding of what it is to be a human being, and that that sets his spirit free, as it were, sets his soul free, um, and he realizes that everything is connected, which is part of our sort of <laughs> part of our thing, and kind of uh, and finds the stillness and peace. Uh, even in the in in the the lack of any freedom really at all. Um, well, that that's really funny because we so uh, all all the time we are talking about freedom is the uh, restrictions imposed from the from the outside from the societal. We kind of agreed already that uh, we are free inside, and that's the that's the the fundamental conditions, which in principle doesn't um, doesn't need to be so because the the story of adam and eve it's uh, it's essentially the internal internal freedom which, when you are not bounded by by any any society uh, any, any societal rules at all so that's and uh, it's 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 good that we Agreed. Looks like we agreed that uh, that internally we are free. We're free to know. We're free to think, which in principle not completely obvious at all. I think. I think it's it's probably even it's probably even more, we can probably even make even stronger statement that we're not only only free. It's pro- probably within the within um, the evolution that we we have to. Achieve certain knowledge, and we have to achieve certain level of uh, of, of emotions achieved through artists or arti- or through artistic knowledge or through scientific knowledge that would, which would bring us next on the evolution. If you look at um, uh, also technology, I was talking to someone the other day who was explaining to me about how um, you have um, um, young people have an online identity. And you have a, you're free to choose a new identity for yourself and to create it online. And so people um, uh, uh, c- create alternative identities for themselves and have a new freedom, as it were, um, from the constraints of their everyday life through gaming um, identities that they forge in you know uh, these sort of adventure role-playing games um, and that this gives people a real sense of uh, of, of freedom um, even though perhaps in their lives they're they're not so free and you get back to the dream of Chung Tzu and his butterfly you know if you're free to dream 
whatever you want. It doesn't really matter uh, what you're doing if you're ev- with your everyday life. Your identity is, is I suppose, um, part of that. Uh, of course, that idea has a negative um, side too, because obviously, um, you know, when you forge an identity, you are. It leads way to be potentially deceptive, or you know, things like that. But, but also, of course. Um, I think a lot of young people struggle to find their identity anyway. And and it's a really kind of critical time in your teenage years to try and find who you are and what you're doing. And I think it can be confusing when you are confronted with so many online personas um, of other people and yourself to try and sort of muddle through that time. I think that's uh, very, very difficult um, anyway. Do you you think identity is always changing, Kate? Or do you think that, um, and Kostya, or do you think we sort of have an identity and we stick to it? I think, I mean, I don't know. What, what about, what do you think, Kostya? Uh, from my experience, people rarely, rarely change. And in that respect, um, this having an online identity might be very beneficial because you, I think you are behaving in uh, online in a similar way you would like to behave in, in the real life. And basically, you just need to find your your line of uh, of behavior which which would make you as free as possible but be but still be aligned with the with the societal rules so the what what online um online does is it just allows you to uh to change uh the uh, the your motivations and change your uh lines of actions a little bit more often than doing experiments in real life so it's like modeling uh, computer modeling rather than doing, uh, doing real experiments where building a CERN is like building your life is build, is, is building a CERN. So it's like, it's one in a lifetime time project, right? But then you, you can do a little bit more computer simulations and maybe align your, your CERN or your life in a better way. We just need to, uh, currently, I don't think it is properly aligned and and uh, and properly properly studied. But for me, doing computer modeling on your of your life is um, is it might be a good idea because as long as you are communicating with the real with the real people, that's that's one of the things which uh, which 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 has to be there uh, that the unpredictability. Of life, that life can throw at you uh, anything. You cannot, you, you cannot plan. You, you cannot plan for everything. And it is at those at, at, at that time when your real when your real personality will will become evident. Yeah. Also, I feel like the online thing uh, possibly. I'm very interested in language, and. Um, and I feel sometimes that um, technology and computers and online stuff is a language that that I have not yet mastered. And then, um, uh, and so you're trying to express yourself through a medium that is very kind of clumsy. You know, I've got like a, a brick <laughs> and, a, and I'm trying to do some sewing with a brick or something like this. And, um, and I think that's something also that's quite interesting about, about freedom is, um, is, is, is that it's only really as good as the expression of, of freedom. And so, for example, in terms of language, um, we're all 
pretty much stuck within the limits of uh, of vocabulary, for example, and the concepts that uh, any particular given language allows us to express. And um, and we uh, apparently only use something like eight percent of our brain. Um, and so uh, so we only have the freedom, really. I mean, just very literally, to um, to try to express this tiny, small part of our uh, of our being. And I think we over intellectualize uh, things, um, and uh, and that we forget uh, the. The, 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 that we have all five senses and that um, a lot of our decisions and behaviors are completely irrational and that that's, that's, not, a, that's not a bad thing. Um, and the important thing also is to accept, to have the freedom to accept that about yourself and to embrace it and to, as it were, welcome that in other people, you know. And I think possibly one of the things I feel a little bit worrying about sort of online everything is just ignoring all of that side of um, of our identities. And then we are only really free to express ourselves um, through this sort of visual uh, medium that has extra restraints on top of the extra restraints that we have of only being able to speak through language and only a very small fraction of who we are anyway. Of course, the, the online, this surrogate life is not uh, just instead of your, of your real life. It, is, it, it, has to be, it has to be in parallel because there will be only one death, right? So that's, uh, you, you cannot, you, you can die many times in, online, but there is only one death in reality. So you, you, you have to be prepared for that. And, uh, you, you can play as many times online, but it won't, and die there in those computer games, but it won't, it won't prepare you to your, to your final one. And, uh, and in that, in that respect, so you you're can't free. You can't live fully or die fully. <laughs> yes, you can, you can, you, you're free to die, but only once, unfortunately. So. Um, I want to, I want to go back a little bit to talking about, because we, we, um, for full disclosure, uh, Kate and I are in the UK. Uh, Kostya is currently in Singapore working at the university. Um, and you know we live in a we're lucky enough to we live in a democracy Kate here in the UK um I, I won't speak about the, the politics of Singapore I don't know anything about it but um what do you think this means for the future because some countries are arguably free in quote unquote other countries are not free what do we think that um that's going to mean for society do, any thoughts on that I mean in the lockdown we've been reflecting on the fact that we've all had our freedom sort of uh taken in a, in a different way physically you know but not mentally hopefully i think it's a good i think it's a good uh i think it's a very good question and um probably unlike kate i will be a bit grim about this because if you think <laughs> about if you think about you, uh, the state of you on a desert island uh, so when you are completely free because there is no society to 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 bound you to curb you in in any way and with with the uh, and then you have to limit yourself uh, because you're living in a society so the, these limitations are huge 
And I think the, these limitations, these base limitations, they're much larger than the limitations uh, when, when, you, when you go from one country to, to, to another country. So the, the, we, sometimes we don't, we don't notice them. Uh, sometimes in good countries like, like UK, not all those limitations are actually imposed. So the, 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 uh, the severity of, of rules are compensated by, by the fact that they're not uh, always, always followed, right? <laughs> and, and, uh, which is, which is actually, I think this is the, uh, it's one of the, Terms in law, how how rigid is the law? And it's actually, uh, I, uh, I was surprised to learn, Kate, from your brother that uh, that it's uh, it's considered to be very very good for the law system not to be too rigid, because to allow certain freedom to the to to judges, for example, because if there is very severe law system, then you cannot uh, you cannot. Uh, differentiate between different uh, situations in life. So what I'm trying to say that I think we will be, uh, when you consider how many rules are there and how many restrictions are there in, uh, in, in the UK and, and or let's say in China or in, in, in Sudan, I think the total number is so large that the, that the variations between, between the countries are actually, are actually not uh, not that large, and um, and then do we really need to measure by the number of of rules uh, uh, which which are there in the society, or do we need to measure by how a person feels? Right. So I think that's the the feeling of the personal feeling of the of the personal freedom is the most is the most important. And that's that mental it, physical distinction that we talked about. The two exactly, exactly, and that's and that's a very difficult and that's a very difficult um, difficult question to answer. When in which system would you feel more uh, more free? I was thinking about freedom to um, accomplish more and to become increasingly independent, which is another result, I think, also of um, improve, improvements in technology. And, um, and there's something uh, I was really amazed in, um, uh, in Barcelona by the, the idea of um, somebody being able to put a screen over there, uh, wear a sort of pair of glasses, and that these glasses will... Um, uh, have instructions, like visual instructions inside, uh, in, inside them somehow. And so that a normal person like I could, uh, defuse a bomb if I followed the instructions on this, on these sort of special glasses, you know? It's, uh, and, it's um, called uh, augmented reality, just because... Oh, because augmented I, reality. Yeah, because I, I was yeah. there with, with Kate in Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> and and this, this freedom is, uh, you know, beyond... It was totally beyond anything that I could ever imagine. And in a very small way, for example, uh, my children are always teasing me about using this app called Waze, you know, that shows you around, uh, you can follow maps, um, Waze it's called. I call it Waze because <laughs> I think. <laughs> 
Um, so, uh, so Waze has, has really set me free in a kind of augmented reality way, actually, Kostya, you know, I can go wherever I want, uh, you know, it's, uh, without worrying, you know, I don't need to sort of lie awake at night fretting and looking through maps and wondering where I'm going to take it, uh, take the turning and, uh, it's a, uh, it's quite liberating as well, no? Okay, can I can I now show you the the same Barcelona example from my perspective? So imagine that uh -huh. I uh, I go to a to a funding body and and I ask I would like to make this uh, augmented reality glasses goggles that uh, would help people to uh, to defuse the bomb because it would send uh, the particular instructions there right in, in front of your eyes. The first question. Uh, they will ask me will be but what if someone will send uh, will send the same instructions but not how to diffuse but how to make the bomb and so this freedom the freedom would have uh, uh, lots of uh, lots of sides and uh, and 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 many facets and uh, my answer would be okay that's um, i think the freedom should be there and the freedom of knowledge should be there but then we need to think how to uh, how to control it on the societal level but not on the personal Mm, that's really uh, interesting. Yeah, fascinating. What? Who? Who asks you questions, Kostya, when you're looking, for example, for funding, or who are the people who say yes or no? Is it? Well, I was, yeah, I, I, mean, was I, I was lucky um, not to be asked the uh, the same questions uh, on um, uh, on the consequences of the particular. Uh, of the particular um, um, discovery, because I mean, people in the UK they're still very advanced and understand that uh, that those knowledge are, are are really important and they they belong to 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 humanity, not even to society. But we are getting more and more restrictions because we are trying to control the the technology and questions are asked uh, whether. Uh, the leakage of of knowledge can be can be used uh, for any military products, and those questions are are being asked indeed. Uh, but by, uh, let let me not go in going any further than that. But they are being asked. <laughs> I personally find technology allows us to be. Kate, you've said this allows us to be more creative in some respects, but I also find it a little bit stifling because there's all many too many options with technology to do different things that mentally that I find a little bit difficult, which is interesting. But I wanted to talk about the fact that do you think as human beings now we've sort of evolved to be the the kind of the the big cheese on this earth. Do you think that we have less freedom than any other animals or any other things? Because we're sort of a slave to our own intelligence and pursuit of knowledge, in my mind. So do you think that, you know, we give ourselves ultimate freedom, but do you think in some respects we're less free? I think it's a very good it's a very good question and and this is yeah. a, and this is really uh the uh, this the the this concept that uh with, with knowledge comes a, a lot of a lot of responsibilities as well and um I think we are we are, we're still much more much more free and we are free to make weighted and very rational uh, uh, decisions rational from the in a good perspective so we we are we are able to understand ourselves 
better and we know uh, and we understand the uh, the consequences so and we are free the, the freedom is is still there we can pull the plug and and uh, and break the earth tomorrow so there is i think there is more freedom but with the with with more knowledge with more understanding it's uh, the 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 responsibility is definitely increasing yeah, this point about freedom and responsibility, I think, is uh, really interesting and has got something to do with time and and death. Yeah. Um, and um, I was thinking uh, last night I went to see my um, my my best friend who's very um, old and um, becoming quite close to death. You can really see that she's close to close to dying. And uh, and I asked her, how does it feel? And she said, I feel really free. You know, she said, I feel really loved. I feel totally happy and I'm free because uh, I've I've said what I have to say to people. And uh, and she's uh, I went uh, she was in her nighty <laughs> um, looking completely wonderful in her bed and uh, and 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 she's nearly 90. And she and she had this big smile on her face. She said, I'm free. Yeah. And I thought that was so wonderful to be um, uh, to sort of return to this idea at the beginning of the dolphins in the sea and uh, and this this real joy I could see in her that uh, she's just free from all of these concerns about uh, living, and maybe maybe that's maybe that's freedom when you're when you're no longer in as it were real existence on in this the planet. Race. Yeah, <laughs> you're just you're just free and <laughs> go go to some other place where uh, all of these questions don't even exist. You know. Um, I've got to, I'm, I'm, I don't want to wrap it up because I feel like we could talk for hours and hours. This is such a fascinating topic. Do you, do you both have any closing thoughts that you'd like to, to say before, before we wrap up? Yeah, I think were you uh, just continuing on, on, on what uh, Kate said, you, you're, you're born free. You're not, you're not scared. You're not bounded by any rules, even by the rule of gravity. You jump from any height. And then as you, as you grow up, you you restrict your, your, your freedom yourself. And then Kate, when, when you turn 90, you, you suddenly free, free again. I guess the, yeah. the uh, I guess what the, the, the real art is, uh, is the mastering of bringing those two ages as close together as possible, extending your childhood and, and bringing, and bringing your, your, your wisdom being a sage down close to, to your childhood. Yeah, ironically, in childhood, there you have you are constantly told what to do. You have less autonomy, but the physical freedom, and then of course on the other end of the spectrum, you have full autonomy, but perhaps less physical freedom. Um, your elderly friend uh, may find that I don't know, but how interesting. Maybe maybe complete freedom is out of the question, but um, variations of it throughout our lives, perhaps. Unfortunately, that is all we've got time for, but we want to connect with you. So I hope you've enjoyed listening to what we had to say today. And please do write to us at wonderchaospodcast at gmail.com with your suggestions for topics, questions you want to ask us or feedback. If you want to tell us we've done a good job, feel free to send that. (laughs) You want to tell us we've done a bad job, we will uh, gracefully accept that criticism. Um, Thank you so much for listening to Wonder Chaos. Goodbye.